Yes, coming at you again with another episode of the United Match Report. And friends, we are in, you know, times of uncertainty, times of fear, times of doubt in our surrounding, our, our beautiful club. And honestly, in the past, we have hated international breaks. But this one, this one seems much needed, honestly. Just to distract us from for two weeks from 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 the dark cloud that surrounds our club but we are gonna start a four episodes mini series here and it's gonna be centered around all the signings made post sir alex ferguson so in this particular episode we're gonna take a look at all signings that were made by david moyes which is not very many uh two players in fact so this is going to be a very short episode compared to louis van hal jose and ollie who had multiple seasons and a number of signings each so this one's going to be on the shorter end april fool's day is the biggest fool in manchester and that is you david moyes you have lost the fans tonight you don't deserve the fans you don't deserve anything from this club you got the job on the technicality of a legend who recommended you you are nothing you are a fool and you are a waste of time good night yes and if you don't know that clip um i think i the way i found it on youtube is just searching up uh, april fool's day david moyes you are the biggest fool in manchester that's all i searched and it popped right up it went viral uh during the time of near the end of uh, david moyes's tenure with us and just to preface just 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 to set this up i know he was a very controversial figure for us but the way he rebranded himself and the success he's having with west ham you know i have nothing f but respect for the guy now we are going to take a look at his two signings in detail here, starting off with the Belgian Marwan Fellaini. Another cross pumped in towards Fellaini who took it brilliantly on the chest and strikes a wonderful goal. So with Marwan, with, with Marwan he was uh, the first signing for Moyes and obviously for the post-Sir Alex Ferguson era. Uh, 27.5 million from Everton. And it really highlighted, and that transfer window, it highlighted right off the bat our, our failures in that transfer window. We went after midfielders such as Thiago and Fabregas, which is, you know, two, two very highly qualified players in their positions. Marwan Fellaini was kind of a desperate grab by the team and by David Moyes just to get anybody in. He is, physically speaking, larger than life. Very tall fella. Um, you know, great set of great hair the, with the afro and maybe because of his, his unique character, his unique look, his, you know, giant stature, he was an easy target for the media, for the fans, for the pundits. And I think, in my opinion, unfairly, unfairly, he was made the scapegoat, the lightning rod of criticism. Even now, looking back, you would you would obviously see that other players around him were performing at a way lower level than he was but he was in fact getting all the criticism which was unfair to to, to fellaini um when you look at his attributes what other player do you know that is known for their chest control i mean the way the ball just stuck to his chest it was like as if he had velcro uh, on his chest and the ball would just stick and he was an easy target for the long ball 
and especially under Jose, our team plan would go out the window late in the game when we were desperate and say, you see that tree down the pitch, go long. And you know, that type of that type of play style was old school, lower table type play. And it was not something you would attribute to Manchester United. And it was embarrassing. We were the butt of jokes from our rivals for a long time for playing long ball to Fellaini. And I think Jose was to primarily was to blame for that. And it's not necessarily uh, Fellaini's fault that he was good at it. Um, when you look at his output, though, he was brought in to be a, mid, a defensive midfielder. But he did more on the attacking front than he did defensively. He scored three decisive goals in three semifinals that we went on to, to, to win trophies in. The three were the 2016 FA Cup, the EFL Cup, and the Europa League. And with that being said, Marwan Fellaini has exceeded my expectations. Again, unfairly, he got the raw end of a lot of criticism. That was the Belgian. Uh, moving on to David Moyes' second signing. Matter. Went for the spectacular. What a goal from Juan Mata to double Manchester United. Now Mata was kind of a different type of signing than than Marwan. He was a flashy. He was a big name at the time. And an impressive. He brought with him an impressive resume. So he was Chelsea's player of the season just prior to signing. And get this. This is, this is mind-blowing. He already had with him a World Cup title with Spain Champions League title with Chelsea and on top of that European champion with Spain so the guy was you know he wasn't just any ordinary player he was top world-class player 37.1 million a then club record so at the time we broke our club record to sign Juan Mata so obviously you expect a lot from this type of signing and I compare him to you know not playing style but the type of signing he was like a Paul Pugba and when Paul Pugba signed you hope these type of players have the influence to push the club up and to contend for league titles and it's something that Paul Pugba and Juan Mata never did you know and don't get me wrong Mata is a great player he was a good player for us his output 249 appearances 48 goals he was he played a key role in in all three of our trophies one poster Alex Ferguson but I don't think it was enough. When you look at his position specifically on the pitch, he was played more often on the right wing. And I don't think that was his strongest suit. I don't think that was his strongest position. And when you take a look at Mata, and he came in the mold of the Spanish, the Spaniards at the time, small, um, like Xavi, Iniesta, Silva, small, great on the ball, great range of passing, agile, um, these type of players have to be played centrally in the attacking phase of the play. And that's not what we did with uh, with Mata. We stuck him in the right wing. His tendency was to play narrow. He didn't have the pace to stretch defenses, especially as he grew older. And it really imbalanced the team. We could all agree that Juan Mata, is he was, he was a great guy. Mata was a fantastic guy. A guy of great personality. Someone where even rival fans... You know, had a hard time disliking him. Um, but I fear, I fear that he will be more known for his off-the-pitch stuff. Like uh, 
his common goal charities where he pledges one percent of his his salary to charity and he encouraged other athletes from different sports to to join and that was fantastic you know it's something that should be celebrated but on the pitch i fear that his best memory with us is the scissor kick goal versus liverpool and not something grander you know so with that reason i think mata definitely underperformed um for david Moyes. so out of the two signings one exceeded exceeded expectations and the other underperformed that really highlighted david Moyes' time with us 50 percent uh success rating in the transfer window and uh yeah that that's david Moyes' time so obviously a shorter episode here only two signings to talk about join me in the next episode it's going to be a much longer episode where we talk about Van Gaal and his uh, list, laundry list of transfers over two seasons. Um, thank you for joining me for this episode, and I look forward to the next. Cheers, guys. Get just stuck on with my team, Archie. Really? Really? Yeah.